Welcome back to Knowing Me, Knowing You with me, your host, Paula, on the West Coast of Canada. If this is your first time tuning in, well, welcome. And to all the returning listeners, thanks for tuning in once again. I truly appreciate your support. I would like to take this opportunity to invite you, if you have not yet joined the Knowing Me, Knowing You Facebook group community, where uh, information downloads are always made available through this portal. Now, my aim for this podcast is to always provide thought-provoking topics, thoughtful conversation, and create a sense of community. And we know with so many people on this planet, there are so many different perspectives that we can all learn from each other. And my next topic, which is number three in our Know Yourself series, is a real goodie. It is something we do all the time. But first, let's see if you can guess what we are going to talk about with who do you think I am? I am something we do on an everyday basis. It brings people together, but can also divide people. I am used in many forms, dependent on the circumstances, audience, and the way I am perceived, I can be misinterpreted. Across the world, I am portrayed in different ways, dependent on the culture, upbringing, and belief systems. I am used both on a personal and business level. I've become like a chameleon, changing from generation to generation, yet still staying the same. Thought and observation are the best tools to use me with. Who do you think I am? The topic we're about to touch on is very expansive and can be targeted from uh, so many different angles. I love this topic because it is so important with regards to us as humans on this planet. It builds bridges, it strengthens communities, and is an integral part to the success of any relationship. Do you have any idea yet who I am? It is for sure one of my all-time favorite topics, and it is... Let's have a drum roll, please. Communication. Yep, that's right. Clear, concise, and thoughtful without judgment, without baggage, can be your best friend. Communication, if it is positive in its form, we raise not only our personal vibration frequency, but the frequency surrounding us. If it is negative and full of fear and resentment and anger, we decrease the personal vibration frequency for ourselves and around us. I have a little story for you. I remember the first time I met my father. I, yes, was brought up in a single parent home and my parents separated when I was very young. So I met him for the first time when I was 16 years old I was a young, impressionable teenager, you know, just trying to find her way. And I was an immigrant to South Africa. So I was still trying to find my feet in this new place now called home. And my my home life had changed quite drastically 
from moving from Zimbabwe to South Africa. So it was not a very easy one. And yeah, I was still trying to find my tribe as per se, right? My community. Anyway, my mother and father, it seems, did not have very good communication skills or style with each other. I mean, it was awful. And I only really understood all of this years later after um, a lot of counseling and therapy. Anyway, on the day I met him, it was a very emotional endeavor. Um, I felt a lot of anger towards this person who I'd never met but had been told was not a really nice person. I'd been fed all these stories as a child. Needless to say, the communication between us that day was very uh, straightforward. Very, I had a very passive-aggressive approach. My uh, father had a very passive-aggressive approach towards me. And, you know, the, air, the, 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 the vibrational frequency around us was certainly very dark. I mean, the air was filled with tension. And uh, he was meeting me for the first time. I, him, and I'm not sure if he wanted to meet me or had to meet me for whatever the adults had discussed. I mean, only God knows, but needless to say, the relationship between him and I moving forward really got off on a bad footing and was rocky uh, moving forward. Anyway, I struggled to communicate with him because of the anger he had for my mother and because of the anger-filled words my mother had shared with me. There was a lot of misunderstanding. And at such a young age, I really did not enjoy the process nor understand until much later in my life, my late 20s, that all that stuff was their baggage and not mine. And that communication is what builds, supports, and maintains healthy relationships. You know, no matter what it is or what the situation is, it's always important to keep yourself open to clear uh, and honest, truthful communication. And what I also learned was the way you communicate sometimes is affected by past experiences. And so it's important to really keep those channels open. So needless to say, this is partly why this topic is a biggie for me. Besides that, I like talking and connecting and I love reading, you know, people's body language. I'm a big people watcher. I'm not sure about any of you listeners. And this is why this episode is particularly broken down into three parts, because I think you can agree that communication is a huge topic and with so many elements, right? And I don't want to overwhelm you with information and uh, nor do I want to chew your ear off. But during this three-part uh, episode as a series, I'm going to touch on the different types of communication, styles, and skills, and ways we could certainly improve on them. I will also share some basic body language examples. So I have a couple of questions for you to consider. Now, you may want to jot these uh, these questions down and your answers so that you go, can go back and reflect some really uh, good food for thought. And these questions will be available in the uh, Facebook group, Knowing Me, Knowing You with Paula, as a download. Question one, would you consider yourself a good communicator? So I'm going to continue that question with why. 
What is it that you think makes you a good communicator? Would you agree that communication is necessary? Necessary to maintain relationships when building relationships, sharing ideas? And again, I'll ask you, why? Would you agree that developing and learning good communication skills can help us in so many ways, you know, so many areas of our lives, for instance, our careers, building networks, job seeking, interpersonal relationships, you know, with family and friends, people we meet. Again, I'll ask you to elaborate why. No matter where we live on this planet or what language you speak, we all communicate in some shape or form. So I'm wondering if you'll agree with this next statement. Communication is a human currency. If you don't know how to communicate clearly, respectfully, without fear, you will often inhibit living your best life or getting what you need or achieving your goal, whatever it may be. You know, communication equals connection. Knowledge share builds bridges, understanding, patience, tolerance. Do you agree with this? The four basic communication skills are, you know, part of our human currency. And they are the reading, writing, speaking, listening skills. And it is necessary to hone these skills for effective communication in any environment. Thought and action are also part and parcel of communication. Would you agree? And so I'm sure you're getting the picture. Communication is so important to life and our life force, our personal vibration frequency, and to the planet's vibrational frequency. What we should also pay attention to is this. Communication in a positive manner with ourselves. And here I'm talking about the self-talk, what we talk to ourselves, you know, the mind chatter. And to the people around us is all communication in some form and can have an effect on our thoughts and our actions. So words and how we use them, whether it be self-talk or outward to the world, are so important. Tony Robbins said this, communication is power. Those who have mastered its effective use can change their own experience of the world and the world's experience of them. All behavior and feelings find their original roots in some form of communication. So this leads me to my next point, and that is, where do we learn how to communicate and where does it all start? It all begins in the womb. Whilst we as a little growing fetus in our mother's womb, we begin to build a bond with the people who love us. From about 16 weeks, babies can hear their mum's voice. And by about 20 weeks, they start to get to know other familiar voices. I'm sure I have some parent listeners 
who remember having conversations with their baby whilst they were still in the womb. Pretty phenomenal, right? Before a baby is born, it will also communicate with the world outside. And so mums, I wonder if this is a question you can answer. Do you think then that the type of communication, you know, the skill and style during this time is important? Babies start to communicate from before they leave the womb. I'm sure mums will agree with this. But once they are born, there are critical uh, times of rapid development where the brain is best able to acquire both speech and language. And we as babies would, once we are born, we use our senses to assist us in understanding what is being communicated. So when I say your senses, I mean your sight and your hearing, right? So sadness, anger, happiness, funny stuff. You know, we tap into the tone of voice, facial features, the body movements, you know, the interpersonal, the non-verbal and the verbal communication become the foundations to our communication skill and style. And we as babies use only the way we know how to communicate back with gurgles and giggles, cries and screeches. Communication starts long before a child even begins to talk. And the home environment would certainly have some sort of effect on our communication skill and style, both positive and negative. Not sure if you agree with this. The friends, other family members, school teachers, they all have a profound effect on us as we grow up. Okay, so can you think off the top of your head the different types of communication skills and styles? Now, some of the communication skills are used more in business than in personal, but there are four skills and there are four styles. So your skills are your verbal, right? your interpersonal, the most used skill, your soft skills, and nonverbal. So that is linked to body language and facial expression. Now, in verbal, I want to bring into, sorry, nonverbal, I want to bring your attention as well to thought and action. We then have the written, uh, which is also linked to the business world and very important in the business world. And the last one is visual. Again, visual is linked to action with the nonverbal, but visual is also linked within the work environment. Then we have our four broad styles or patterns in which we communicate. And you've probably heard of these before, maybe not necessarily thought much of it. There is the passive, passive passive-aggressive, aggressive, and assertive styles or patterns. And again, we cannot forget that thought and action also equal communication. So with the understanding and development of these communication skills and styles, you can become um, a better listener understand the message more clearly, and respond in the appropriate manner. You know, therefore, you want to be both an active listener and observer, right? I think this should make sense. And navigating uh, these areas allows us to be able to navigate those difficult situations and conversations. I mean, who doesn't want to become a better 
communicator. And so I was interested to hear what my friend uh, Donna Brown, she is a life and career coach, you know, her thoughts on communication. And so let's have a listen in to what she had to share. I absolutely find that with social media, the way we communicate has changed so much. And what's, what's, what's interesting about it, Paula, is in our generation where communication for us was really, and it could be as, as something as simple as longer sentences explaining ourselves mm-hmm. when we are in a written format of communication. So let's talk about communication in writing. I write a text message very different than somebody who's 20 years younger than me, <laughs> 10 years younger than me. They use they use acronyms. They use uh, one word answers. They use you know stop and go. It's it's just so it's so in my interpretation so abrupt, mm-hmm. right? Whereas I love the communication. There's an art and a science to it for me of a flow of of to be able to speak with ease and with elo- eloquence. And I find that has changed drastically. Now, not amongst everyone. There are, and then there are also snippets of my friends that are into, they're very good communicators in terms of their writing skills on on Instagram, for example. And they will write very eloquently and you're like, wow, but they are not 20 years younger than me. They're maybe (laughs) 10 years younger than me, right? Yeah. And, 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 And what else is also very interesting that I find in the communication, what has changed is the art of listening. Mm -hmm. So people have a shorter attention span Mm -hmm. and they retain less as well. So of course we, you know, when you, when you think about it in terms of a shorter attention span, if I'm speaking to you in a conversation, let's say we're even in person, you can watch it with someone. You will see that they drift off. You will see that they're they're thinking of something else. They're 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 no. You can't hold that attention span of someone uh, for a long period of time anymore because yeah. we're used yeah. to just fast. So communication has changed, and and it's and it's interesting to watch it. It's also it's interesting to watch it and see it and know it and know who you're talking to. Yeah. Right. So if you don't know who the communicator that's in front of you, your message could get lost. So you really have to know who's in front of you, what, how to speak to them, how to get their attention. I, I, was, I was on the phone with a gentleman that I think he was in his late 50s, early 60s. And he was saying, oh, I can't use Zoom for business. Let's meet for coffee. And I was like, no. Zoom now is has it, it, it's it's not that it's replaced coffee. It's just that much easier that you and I can jump on Zoom and we can have a meeting in one, two, three, as you and I are doing right now. There it is. We no longer have to jump in our cars and drive someplace and find parking and this and that. And, that. and he was telling me how much he's missing that. And I said, you know, there's aspects of that that I miss. There's aspects of this very quick way to communicate that I'm also enjoying. So it's really, really changed. And um, and 
there are aspects of it that I really like. For example, like Zoom of just jumping on and, and, and doing that. But when you look at as humans and how we interact with one another, that aspect of it I don't like so much. How much okay. that has really changed. Yeah. yeah. But and, and and I don't think there's a but. I think we just have to adjust ourselves and go with it. I think we really have to adjust ourselves with um, with uh, with and 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 learn the new techniques and learn the new ways and become hold on to what we have as as a generation and cherish that, but also adapt to what's new. Yeah, and embrace that and and, and allow it to work for us. Right now, more than ever. Our communication skill and style has become so important. It has changed, just as Donna has uh, reiterated in her information sharing. And as we move to a further web-based video online presence, you know, we sit behind uh, our computer keyboards, our phone keyboards, all day. And it has become uh, easier to hide behind our words. I'm not sure what you think about this. You know, this is why our tone and message should be clear and concise without judgment. We should now more than ever think before we speak or write, as per se. What do you think about that? If we think of how communication is an integral part of our life, right, from the time we are born throughout our entire lifespan, what about when we travel the world or step outside of our community, the security, the familiarity of our surroundings? If we learn and understand more about the world around us, Do you think we can become better communicators because we learn patience, tolerance, and understanding? I want to talk about communication styles and skills in different cultures and countries because I think it is a very important uh, part of this conversation of communication. Now, you know, we live on a planet filled with 7 billion plus people 195 countries and made up of thousands of cultures. And when I last checked, there were 6,500 languages, different religions and belief systems. So we can say without a doubt that there will be different communication skills and styles used right around the world because each country has its history, it has its past, it has religion, belief systems, massive population sizes that would influence how they communicate with each other. And then, of course, there is the whole other side of childhood or adult trauma, um, you know, that can manifest in communication patterns and skill. We know one thing for sure, that communication, skill, and style is used right around the world because it is, as I said before, communication is a human 
currency that we need to survive and thrive, however that may look. So let's talk about a couple of countries, and I am going to start with my home country of Canada. Now, the way we communicate in Canada can be different to the way people communicate in Europe or the Middle East, Asia, or Africa. But there may also be some likeness as well, especially with the nonverbal skills or some of the styles and patterns like passive, passive, aggressive, aggressive and assertive patterns and styles of communication. Now, in Canada, equality between men and women is valued. We know from information relayed to us that this is not so in some countries. And so, therefore, the way men and women communicate would be slightly different in those other countries, right, Uh, compared to here in Canada. And the way they communicate may seem offensive, rude, and derogatory to us Canadians, but to them, it is normal. Social relations here in Canada between men and women are quite informal. Canadians are generally non-confrontational, Being polite is very much a part of the Canadian culture and what Canadians are known for. Um, uh, Canadian uh, people like their personal space. Uh, They will make eye contact during conversation. And let's think hand gestures, another nonverbal, are not a large part of the uh, Canadian uh, communication style. Uh, Definitely different to some European countries like the French or the Italians. Canadians do not talk loudly and they can be generally quite reserved in both their verbal and non-verbal skill. So let's head to Europe. You know, the European continent is a mix of culture, different countries, and literally within a couple of hours, depending on where you live, Um, in a specific region, you could cross a border and be somewhere else. We'll start in France with the French. They are known to be very direct. And this is because the language itself is precise. This is what I'm told. And they use very animated communicative uh, style. I know this and I've experienced this because I, and some of you may have as well, having visited or had the opportunity to visit France or come into contact with French people. Now, touching during communication is common. Direct eye contact is common practice, and it is also common for people to give their own perspective or interrupt the speaker to share their own memories. And this is not viewed as rude or impolite. Now, in Italy, the people are generally very direct Italians are known to be talkative and opinionated. Uh, They have a great, uh, you know, sense of humor, are very animated, um, hand gestures, facial expression, and a conversation with an Italian uh, will be a full body experience. You know, when they speak loudly, because that's something they're known for, it is usually a sign of excitement rather than anger, and it is also common for people to speak over one another to be heard. And um, something I know with the Mediterranean region as well is they like to laugh loud and long. 
This is something that uh, Donna had shared with me in our conversation about communication, her experience with the Mediterranean region. I have a personal story to share with you. I have French roots. My father's side of the family are uh, French. And so it is in my DNA to be very animated and expressive. Hand gestures. And oftentimes this can be misinterpreted. My husband and I, uh, when we first met, we were at a cafe in South Africa. Uh, We were having breakfast or lunch. I don't quite remember the details. And a friend of his happened to see us at this cafe. So the next uh, next day, he bumps into this colleague, it's work colleague, and he says, um, oh, I saw you and Paula at uh, whatever the place was. And he said, it looked like you guys were having an argument. Is everything okay? And my husband was like, trying to jog his memory, wow, argument? And then he had a little chuckle to himself because we were obviously, or I was obviously, sharing something with him with great excitement and in my usual animated fashion and form of uh, nonverbal and verbal communication skill and style, from a distance, it looked like we were having a squabble. So this is a perfect example of how nonverbal communication, especially if someone is not listening in on the communication, can be misinterpreted. I don't know if you have had any similar experiences. Let's move along to Asia. I want to talk about Japan and their communication skill and style. Japan is known to be a country that is a blend of tradition and the modern world. And I had an opportunity uh, before COVID, luckily in 2019, to visit Japan. And I loved it. The experience was eye-opening and really enjoyable from so many aspects. With the Japanese culture, they value harmony over arguing. Modesty and politeness are important parts of the Japanese culture. Um, Japanese society has a strong respect for seniority. Saying no directly is not part of their culture. Bowing is a polite gesture. I'm not sure if any of you listeners have ever experienced any of this. Nodding their head is common. I saw a lot of bowing and nodding of heads during my visit. Um, Speaking out and pushing your point of view is generally not a part of Japanese culture and often gets a negative response. And so I'd love to share another story with you. I have a friend who is a businessman, travels the globe for business, and we were chatting specifically about communication styles um, in different countries and their skill. And he shared with me about his time in Japan and his experience doing business. And so he was often corrected for his business approach, in his business approach. And after a visit to Japan, one of his meeting hosts sends him this book on how to do business in Japan. And it lays out all the do's and don'ts, right, of uh, communication. And so we both had a little giggle about that. I was quite intrigued by the story and uh, he found this both interesting and funny because it's 
so uncommon for him. He is Irish, um, me being South African and now living here in Canada. Uh, such a different approach, right? So somewhere I do want to touch on is India. It's very interesting because it is the second most populous country in the world with dozens of religions, ethnic groups, and languages. And so it does make for a very interesting communication study. Now, many families will live together under one roof. I could never live with my family, my entire family under one roof. Um, not sure about you guys. And family loyalty is everything. We can start with a personal space because personal space is not a thing for the general population. Very different to Canada where we have open spaces, although we may have densely populated cities, we're still not living one on top of each other, right? And especially in big cities like Mumbai. So they are used to just living very close and very close quarters to each other. In India, their form of communication is generally indirect and polite. Uh, the body language, the nonverbal communication uh, skill uh, is common. They uh, nod their head a lot, head uh, tilt, and eye contact. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced that with the Indian community um, or East Asian community. Now, something that you may have noticed, I've noticed this before. Actually, I've noticed this with the Chinese community as well, is that when they call someone, they use their whole uh, hand, um, palm facing down. So your fingers are facing down, your palms facing down, and um, you move your you move your fingers towards you to call somebody because pointing is considered accusatory. You know, understanding different cultures and their communication styles is not only interesting, as you may have noticed with me pointing out these different skills and styles, but provides knowledge. You know, in navigating conversations in business relations, as I've shared my story with this friend of mine, his experience doing business in Japan, and interpersonal relations. And let's not forget, especially when visiting these countries, because it adds to our overall experience. So listeners, we have reached the end of this episode. A ton of food for thought has been shared. The part two to this episode, I will share the skills with which we communicate and some body language traits, how to improve on our communication skills. Um, I wasn't lying when I said this is a big topic, and I would like to leave you with some interesting homework. Become more of an observer and listener. Pay attention to the nonverbal signs when communicating with someone or your own nonverbal skills. Um, are you open to receiving or are your arms crossed and you're closed off? Pay attention to why that is. What is the information that is being relayed to you? Pay attention to both the verbal and the written tone of messaging. Think before you speak. 
some wonderful food for thought. I'm sure you agree with me. And for my uh, community that are people watchers who love body language or that non-verbal uh, communication skill, I think you will enjoy that exercise. And a reminder that this is part one of a three-part episode series. Part two, I will touch on you know, what communication skills are, how we can improve on them, as well as share some knowledge on the nonverbal body language, some examples, and some great takeaways, which is pretty fun. Part three is our communication styles and patterns, what they are, and how we can work with those. I will have some information, knowledge, share, and input from Knowing Me, Knowing You friends. And again, I invite you to join the Facebook group uh, community, Knowing Me, Knowing You with Paula. And as always, I will leave you with some final words. And these are from Marion Williamson. Ego says, once everything falls into place, I'll find peace. Spirit says, find your peace then everything will fall into place. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. Till next time.